Steady on, sergeant. The man coughed up the last of the contents of his stomach in a steaming stream onto the cold, frozen ground, then took a deep breath and wiped his mouth. Yes, sir, Captain. Captain William Trace could hardly blame the sergeant. He, too, was nearly overcome by the destruction of these camps, and this third location was no better than the first. If anything, the carnage here was worse. Those bodies had at least been somewhat dried out. You knew that whatever had befallen those poor souls had happened some time ago. The ones at this camp were a different story. These bodies were... fresh if that word could be applied to such horrors. Teeth marks, human teeth marks, covered the bones and flesh. All too reminiscent of the tragic fate of the Donner Party, he thought. What manner of man or savage could do this? Surely even the Redskin couldn't be this depraved. A shout rang out from the other side of the camp and the captain and sergeant were moving even before they realized it. As they rounded the corner of yet another burned-out shell of a cabin, Trace saw his men firing their Springfield rifles into the darkness of a semi-collapsed building. Screams issued from inside, and the smoke from the rifles was thick. A young private stumbled out of the doorway, covered in blood from a ragged and torn wound on his arm. He held his arm close to his chest, and screamed again and again. Cease fire! yelled Trace as he ran up, his sidearm drawn and pointing toward the door. Another man helped the wounded soldier away from the ruin, trying to quiet him. Trace put a hand on the shoulder of the man standing next to him, private named O'Malley. Fetch the surgeon! The man took off at a full sprint for the supply wagon and the captain's attention was diverted back to the collapsed structure as a long, low moan issued from within, at which the wounded private began screaming again and took off running. Go get him, Trace yelled, pointing at the two nearest men. The rest of you, stand ready, but do not fire. They leveled their rifles at the doorway prepared as only frightened men could be for whatever wailed its way toward them. A shambling figure appeared at the door of the building, and Trace's mind rejected the existence, the very idea of what he saw as it moved into the light of day. That's impossible, he thought. Dead men don't walk. They don't move. He was stunned into immobility. The creature was human, or had been at one point. It shambled forward toward the men, the muscles of its legs showing through horrendous tears in the flesh. Half of its face was missing, the skin torn away as if by some animal. Blood flowed in thick, sticky clumps from the end of its forearm, which was missing the hand that had once been attached. It reached for the soldiers and moaned, the mouth opening as wide as the pits of hell itself, and it began to lunge forward. Fortunately, the sergeant, now recovered from his earlier weakness, was not immobile and began firing his sidearm at the creature. This noise and smoke 
caused a chain reaction in the remainder of the men standing there, and the monster went down beneath a hail of bullets. It lay there, not even so much as twitching, as Trace ordered another cease-fire. The smoke cleared somewhat. He put a hand on the sergeant's shoulder and looked him in the eye. Thank you, Mr. Walker. All part of the job, Captain. Set up a perimeter and secure this site. Any more of those things you find, you shoot on sight until they stop twitching. Yes, sir. Hotchkins, Stevens, front and center. Sergeant Walker began issuing orders to the men, and Trace knelt next to the dead man who'd caused so much trouble, careful to stay out of the spreading pool of blood. It was horrible to look at.